Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we're pleased to welcome back Bert and Kelso for Tech Thursday. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. I hope you're doing good as well. I am doing okay. I am doing well. All is right with the world. Uh, well, I, I guess I shouldn't say that. But um, well, we are actually, as well as we can be. What's that? I was going to say, we're not as well as we could be because this week is the Florida Association of Realtors annual conference, and we should be doing this in person, but yours truly did not get selected as a speaker this year. So well, we will have yours truly. Yours truly here didn't even realize that the conference was going on. It's just how out of the loop I am since I've been off the board, but, you know, life happens. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I got I'll, – I'll be I'll be better next time. <laughs> oh, no, I've got the contact to the uh, ed director for Florida Realtors. It's just I missed the call for speakers because after the conference, they immediately put it out, and I was like a week late uh, remembering to submit my topics, and they're like, sorry. Next year, I'm like, well, thanks. So we'll have to shoot for live. <laughs> yeah, they Jeez, they don't mess year. around. Yeah. Mm-mm. They, they don't do mess not at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. So yeah. I thought we would kick off the show today uh, in light of Maui and all of these yes. uh, extreme weather situations we've had. What do people do uh, when they have brownouts? and they need to at least have access to some creature comforts while they're waiting for power to come back on. And one of those creature comforts is the Internet. And, you know, how do you keep your Internet connection going through extreme weather? Because most people automatically assume that if you lose power, then your Internet signal is not making its way to your home. But it's almost like your phone signal on the old copper lines that, remember, when you lost power, you always had access to phone, correct, back in the good old days? Yep, sure did. Yeah, so with Internet, that's still the case. The signal's coming into the house. The problem is is that your router and your Internet modem are the items that lose power, and that's why you're no longer able to access the Internet. So what got me thinking is that we had extreme weather roll through our area, and we lost power for a couple of hours. But we were able to 
um, we were able to stream on our devices because our internet was up and running because these those devices had power. So one of the best things that you can do about that is to get what's called a UPS or uninterrupted power supply. And it's basically a surge protector on steroids. It's got a battery in it, and whenever you lose power, then you can still run critical devices such as computers. Uh, you can charge laptops and smartphones with a UPS. And um, you can watch some limited TV, but the challenge is with UPSs is, is that you obviously have to make sure that you have one that has enough battery life to run your devices, including your router and your modem. Now, we were without power for about a couple of hours, and our UPSs probably could have ran those devices for another two hours before uh, we lost battery completely. But, I mean, it's convenient, and if you have Internet, it just keeps you connected to uh, necessities and the family members especially if you have smart home devices that you need to make mm-hmm. a call for some reason if your smartphone loses battery and you have to charge it. Uh, so at least you have some connectivity with the world and you can keep up with weather alerts and other things um, with uh, an Internet connection. And it's pretty simple to install a UPS. Um, there's a – and there's several different models, and you have to think about what you're going to do as far as keeping your Internet running. So one of the most popular small business and home UPSs is um, by a company called APC, and you can find them on the web at apc.com. And if you go to their website, you can see they have battery backups of all different sizes. Some of them are as cheap as 60 bucks. Some go as high as $1,300 as far as a battery backup is concerned. But for most consumers, anything from 60 to $100 is probably the best uninterrupted power supply that you can get to hook up to your modem or to your router. And the other thing that people need to know about UPS is, is the fact that they have surge protection built into it. So not only are your devices protected from a power surge, you also have a battery that's running in the background that allows you to keep your router and your modem and even your smart home stuff running in some instances. Like um, one of the devices that was, well, if you have internet, then obviously it's going to monitor things like, say, your ring doorbell, or it can stay connected to some of those battery-powered devices that you may have in your home. Like if you've got battery operated cameras around your house on the exterior and the interior. So you have a little peace of mind knowing that you've got Internet connectivity. But at the same time, uh, it gives you a little bit of convenience to be able to stream uh, devices on the Internet uh, so that way you can occupy your time and you're just not sitting along in the dark, you know, looking like, you know, a couple of um, sorry, you know, sad people waiting on power to come back on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, a couple of sorry, sad people. Wow. Okay. Um, well, you no, can... I wouldn't be doing that. But anyway, let me let me talk about that because you mentioned. Oh, you know, after you know, you, the amount of time 
that you have, but I'm looking at time, I'm looking at devices, and I know you won't necessarily go fully functional, but I guess in the case that I'm thinking of is here in Florida where we have a lot of elderly people, and I just remember the last time that we went without power because of a hurricane, and we were without power for four days. Now I know that's that's not going to provide any comfort for four days. However, I'm just thinking about when I look around my home and I look at all of the, the devices that are plugged in and how sometimes it's, you're trying to figure out where the next socket is because you got so much stuff plugged into the one close by. Uh, but right. I'm thinking about people that may, like, need to be on some, you know, oxygen or some sort of device that may require, you know, power or, you know, some sort of, you know, right. re, re uh, goodness, I can't even think straight today, uh, recharging, uh, though. And so that's that's what I was wondering. You mentioned that there were advice, uh, devices. What's the longest capacity that you're aware of? Oh, for a battery backup, I, it really depends on the battery. I would say on a consumer end, you're probably looking at least a good four hours to keep a modem and router going, uh, provided you don't have any other things draining the battery. Because those devices really don't require that much power so that you, you could run. But under most circumstances, if you had a computer and a monitor hooked into a battery backup, you're probably looking about, mm. you know, a good uh, 40 minutes in order to run a desktop computer. If you've got a laptop computer, obviously you've got options because the only thing you're going to do is plug it in when it needs to charge. But to answer your right. question, you don't necessarily have to go with a APC uh, battery backup. That's just the minimum to keep the modem and router going during a, a power outage, and it is more short-term than it is long-term. If you're needing you. something for, um, like, if you've got metal equi medical equipment or you're in a situation where you need longer power, there is actually a product by a company called Jackery, and they make the camp camping style of a, a battery backup that allows you to keep your modem and router and, of course, other devices running um, just fine. And Jackery is just, um, you know, all, has all sorts of products from, I think, $1,300 up to $4,000 uh, of battery backup generators with uh, solar protection. So if you... Um, thought that you were going to be out of power for several days, you could definitely uh, get a Jackery device at jackery.com and pick out one that's going to work out best for you because not only do they have the battery backup, Jackery also has uh, solar generators where you can put out solar panels uh, outside to collect power from the sun in order to continue to have continuous power. So you know me, that's what I thought about doing is, is um, trying to get some sort of solar generator or some sort of solar option. I mean, my, <laughs> we're in Florida all the sun. Might as well take advantage of it some kind of way. You know? I agree, yeah. It, it's perfect. Um, but, yeah, Jackery, uh, like I said, APC is more geared for uh, areas around the country where maybe you have a brownout or a power outage uh, every now and then, because one of the things that I didn't talk about, if you have a brownout, 
power temporarily, correct? Yes. Or yeah. it just blips out. And well, what sometimes happens they have it, what they call these rolling blackouts, where they, you know, if if it's like so severe, they they turn off power in different areas for a while, so the other areas can get power. Right. In either case, with a modem and router, uh, they take what a minute to five minutes to get up and going once you plug them in. So that's not to say that that is something that's life-ending, but at the same time, it's an inconvenience if you're in an area where they have rolling blackouts or if you have a brownout where the power just blips and you are just waiting constantly for that modem to get back online. That's more what APC battery backups are for and for just short-term situations where you think you may be out of power for a brownout for um, or what do you call it, a rolling blackout for a couple of hours. But, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. if you need something term, then that's when you would look into Jackery, their robust <laughs> robust product line as far as what you could get for a solar generator, just a Jackery generator, uh, or just a portable device. And the good thing about Jackery, too, if you are, you know, if you're budget conscious, they also have refurbished products, too. And I will tell you, with any battery backup situation with, say, Jackery or APC, the refurbished part is just them uh, sticking a newer battery in an older device and uh, just keep rolling on. Because sometimes, for some of these, these devices, purchasing a battery almost is equal to uh, buying a new device. So some people will just throw out their old APC battery backup or old Jackery and then just get a new one and and keep rolling on. So then they have a collection program where they can, where they'll take your old device and then they'll refurbish it and then just sell it as a refurbished product. Okay. Do they design stuff that way on purpose? (laughs) I know that's probably a stupid question or redundant. (laughs) Where where you just, they won't, you can't fix it. You, you know, you, you you can't buy a part for it. You just have to buy a new one. Right. I think that the I think the case is is that with a lot of these products, um, they they come out with the technology, especially like with the Tesla or something like that. But then mm-hmm. it's uh, more like, well, yeah, we've got the product, but now uh, we don't really have a way to come up with a good cheap replacement. So, for example, if you had a Tesla <laughs> and the battery dies, it's about mm-hmm. five grand to get a new battery for a Tesla. Okay. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, we made it, but we really didn't think about how to make the device renewable and um, cost-effective if you have to get a replacement part. So. Yeah. I was with somebody recently that was buying a, a new car and they in the display room they had one of the cars up on the uh I forget what the thing is called, but where they elevate the car to fix it, but they it, this was just to show the underneath of the car. And it was all in case. Right. It was like you can't yeah. get in there to fix anything. No, you <laughs> you're you're at the mercy of the dealer. 
I know. That's what they want, too. They want you to run back to them and get your car fixed or, of course, buy a new one. Crazy. Yeah. So. So don't you, <laughs> I was going to ask you a quick for where you are, don't you have some sort of battery backup or what do you have, like, if you lose power? Anything? Uh, nothing. I've got nothing. Uh-oh. You should at the very least. <laughs> I've got you I've should. got candles and tea lights. That's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> that candle and tea light ain't gonna uh, power the internet. So I'm, no, I'm it's gonna, not. That's okay though. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna yeah. obviously force you to phone. buy. Any. Yeah, you got your phone, but your phone's gonna die at some point. You got to charge it, so you got to have something. Mm-hmm. At the very least, yeah. you know what you should have. You should have one of those battery banks where they have solar chargers on them. Mm-hmm. You know, if your phone gets low and you plug it into one of those little battery things, you should at the very mm-hmm. least have one of those. Yeah. Okay. So, Let me ask you this, in. though. The, you, are, are we operating under the assumption that your Internet connection is wireless? Well, that's the whole thing. Uh, yeah, because... Well, it doesn't matter if you're wired or wireless. The Internet signal is still running on a different power screen. So if you lose, uh, if you're wired in, then it doesn't matter. um, It doesn't matter if it's wired or wireless. If you have a battery backup, then it's still going to keep the Internet going, both wired and wireless. Okay, so as long as you're you are plugging your modem and router or whatever into the battery backup, right? Exactly, and that's the habit okay. you want to get into. I mean, it's good. The other thing too that you don't want to happen is sometimes when they have that power come back on, then there'll mm-hmm. be a surge to your modem and router, and then the surge will kill your device. And then you're having to call your internet company, who's probably days behind as far as repairs, to get you a new modem or router. So it's best to protect it at all costs, especially if you have a home where you're heavily reliant on internet. Um, like if yeah. you've got smart home, you've got um, security cameras that are wireless. You definitely don't want to have that inconvenience. Yeah. Well, in my case, it's not so much all of that as it is uh, my um, work-from-home job that I do sometimes. Uh, oh, yeah. They required a hardwired um, Internet access. Right. Yeah, and if you're hardwired in, then, yes, uh, it's the same thing. You still need power going to that modem and router in order to keep you up and running. Okay. They may hear right. this and then. That will be the next requirement. You'll be taking your happy self to uh, Staples or one of those office supply stores to get a battery mm-hmm. backup. But I'm really yeah. not. I'm really surprised when there's like a work from home situation in any industry that a lot of people don't talk about. Well, yeah, you need some sort of battery backup. Yeah, but 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 at some point there's nothing that you can do. Like if if the internet company that you're using go if their internet uh if access to their internet goes down because of something going on with them uh then there's right. really nothing you can do yeah 
Right, but you have to think about most Internet service companies. I mean, it's rare that um, an Internet service company would go down. The only time that I've heard about either a cellular or Internet company going down is if a cyber criminal tried to uh, do what's called a DDoS attack, which is a direct denial of service, where they send a bunch of traffic to slow down your Internet. But, I mean, I don't think anyone's completely taken Internet down at all. So, But those are rare, well, we, rare we have We have outages every now and then. Um, we and do. Florida. Huh? <laughs> I say because you're in Florida, because you've got a more extreme weather and heat to deal with yeah. than we do in the Midwest. We have the extreme yeah. heat, but you've got a yeah. combination of the extreme weather and extreme heat, which definitely can uh, put Internet services to the test. What is it about the heat that affects that so badly? Well, it's like your uh, uh, your smartphones. Um, if there's just too much heat in electronics, then those devices, if they don't stay cool, then uh, they'll overheat and fail. As any electronic, heat is the killer. So it doesn't matter if it's a laptop, desktop, smartphone, tablet, or even your Internet service company. If the circuitry gets too hot, then it'll definitely shut down. And there's fail-safes within the electronics of those devices that will prevent them from running over a specific temperature. Hmm. I need to ask you, because we kind of, we've actually kind of talked about this before a little bit, um, but there are not, for example, or are there uh, phone cases that have, a cooling agent in them. I think we thought about my, this. That's not to my <laughs> yeah. knowledge. In, in usually, usually in most situations, if you're in hot weather, they recommend you take your phone case off because um, obviously the case is going to add more protection and um, have more heat. But, I mean, there are some cases uh, that have, like, a fan on it or some type of radiator to kind of keep the – the phone down. You go to Amazon, there's like quite a few of them. But I don't know how effective these are. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But, yeah, you know, because I, like, I, I just thought about it. We did have sort of a conversation before, and that's what I, we, I need to get with an engineer or somebody. Um, <laughs> no, because we were talking, remember we were talking about, no, but you remember we had a conversation and we were talking about how they have these materials for uh, cooling, weather wicking, and stuff like that for, like, athletes and all that type of stuff? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah they, they okay. They've got the thermal case, like, kind of like, not the same material as a Yeti cup, but just the same philosophy of if you cool down the case and, and stick a phone in it, then it'll help keep the temperature. Now, some of them you actually have to stick the case in order to cool the phone down effectively. Others Mm -hmm. have like a on the back of the phone where you can kind of keep the temperature down on the phone because it's receiving some sort of cool air to keep the temperature regulated on your smartphone. I mean, gosh, they have, you know, like I said, the – the weather, the moisture wicking stuff for the athletes. They have cooling sheets now, and, and pillows, and all that kind of stuff. You would think right. that it's, that that there would be a market for something like that down here 
in Florida and places, oh. uh, you know, Arizona, California, other places too, you know. Right, exactly. And, you know, looking at the stuff on Amazon, there's somewhat of a market. Like they have the, uh, oh, there's one phone case that's like 9 bucks, and there's like 2,000 people. There's another one. Well, that's a water case bag. I was going to say that's got 85,000 people. So, I mean, yeah, there is a market for it, but I think with most smartphones, uh, people are the mindset if it overheats, then I'll just put it away and not necessarily worry about it. You know, yeah, so. but if you're in, for example, a hot automobile, because I can't tell you how difficult it has been to cool off my car. Um, oh, really? Wow. You know, we've had, you're riding around, you know, we've got a 100-degree heat, you know, and mm-hmm. you, you're trying to, you know, <laughs> I've, I've had incidents where I'm in the car sweating while the air conditioner's blasting. You know, it's it's been it's been a little hot and stuff. And this uh, goes yeah. to my argument that I always tell my husband that I I, I don't like cars that have black interiors. <laughs> For there's multiple right. reasons, but that's that's one of yeah. them. Especially yeah, in Florida because that black uh, interior is just bringing the heat in, just heating the yeah. car up more. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. But, yes, there is a market. There are a variety of cooling uh, devices that you can get for your Android or iPhone that you can use to help kind of keep the phone cool. Okay. So, But that's why you have Internet outages. Um, just the heat, a lot of it will cause equipment to fail. So, mm-hmm. so that's going to – the heat's going to take out your ba- battery a lot faster um, than if, you know, just – normal temperature ranges and stuff like that. So you might right. end up having to charge your phone more because it's not keeping a charge because of the heat. Is that is that pot is that problem possibility? A possibility? No, no, not at all. I mean usually no? uh, okay. with the heat it is putting a strain on your battery, but it's more or less just causing a shorter life to your phone. And, you know, if the temperatures get too extreme, then, of course, you know, there's a possibility that the battery itself could explode. Um, but as far as when you're charging it, um, it, it, it should charge normally. But if it over, if the phone overheats, it's just going to shut down. Okay. Hmm. Is that, because that also brings me to another question I had. But I guess I should take a break. Uh, we are here with Burton Kelso of Integral. It is Tech Thursday here on, Bur- on G's Power Hour. <laughs> Burton's Power Hour, too. If you have any questions <laughs> or comments, the number is 516-387-1944, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. 
let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good morning. Welcome back to G's and Burton's Power Hour. I've never had a so good entertainment. <laughs> I'm your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It is Tech Thursday here on Burton on G's Power Hour. <laughs> we have Burton Kelso of Integral. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516 Um, So I do have a, a question every now and then when i'm charging my phone it seems like it does get overly heated what is going on with that that's just the battery in your phone showing its life expectancy usually batteries are one of the fat causes your phone to overheat so most of the most of your smart devices like laptops and phones and tablets have uh oh i forget the technology that but basically they use the same type of battery that will over that will overheat and that's just the nature of that's just the nature of the technology usually as devices get older or batteries get older they have a tendency to overheat or run hot um, as you as you charge them how old is old i guess that's what i want to know that's a good question because i just wrote a blog post on that and so with smartphones you're talking about five to seven years is old for a smartphone and that's not really here's here's the kicker yeah here's the kicker the kicker isn't that the phone couldn't last a good 20 years. It's just certain companies just decide when a phone is relevant and when it's obsolete. And Apple is is notorious for that. Android, they they you know you, as long as it turns on under most circumstances it'll work. But in order, the excuse is in order to keep up with newer technology and help people keep their devices safe and secure then they'll um, make those devices old and, you know, you just have to get rid of them at some point. Okay, so um, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, doesn't that suck? Yes, it does, very much so. And, in fact, the other thing that really sucks, um, it's been sucking for a while now, is that uh, you can't just replace a battery. Your, Your phone is your battery, basically. Right. Uh, well, you could, you know you could, but the problem is is that with smartphone technology, uh, again, it's the whole planned obsolescence and the right to repair, where many companies will um, kind of force you to get a new device rather than you repairing it. Apple's notorious for it. Mm. But I don't have one. Yeah, but Android used to be, with Android, you could, um, you know, you could get a new battery with your Android. You just had to slap the top of it, off of it, and then it was a done deal. But they don't do that well, anymore. No, they don't, because the last time I bought a phone, it was like, okay, how do you, where's the battery, how do you pull it out? It's like, that is the battery. It's like, you can't take, you can't, you know how you used to be able to open the phone if it oh, yeah. went weird and you could take the battery out? And now you can't do that anymore. No, you sure can't. And that's because they know that the batteries themselves are going to fail more than the internal electronics of the phone. So then you've got a battery that, um, that is stuck in your phone. Again, if you have the tech know-how, 
you could take it someplace and then they can pry the phone apart and possibly put a new battery in it. But in most instances, yeah, it's a, it's a done deal, unfortunately. See, and, and unfortunately, in my, in my world, five and five to seven years is not a long time. <laughs> I just yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand that. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I do see it. I mean, it's not just the phone. Um, a computer I bought in 2017, you know, which I know for a lot of people seems like a long time, but for what I paid for it, it doesn't seem like it's long enough. Uh, but you know, you know, I'm finding that you know it, it, the time is coming, and especially when you keep telling us that uh, Windows 11 is going to end up being kind of mandatory anyway in the next year or so. You know, right? Uh, um, I'm not looking forward to having to try to replace this thing again. You know? Right. Well, I think but little I things are falling that. apart on it. Oh, are they? Did you get a Dell like I suggested, or no? No. I did not, but I mean, I, for, for the most part, I've been happy with it. It's just that when I took on this additional job, it's taxing my computer a lot more than I originally anticipated. Right. So, yeah. because I'm on there, in addition to what I just regularly do during the day, I'm on there constantly for five hours a night now. Right, exactly. Monday yeah. through Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, again, one of the things that you need to um, not necessarily worry about, remember, with support from, say, Microsoft or Apple, it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't get security updates for your device. It's more that, yes, you could probably keep your laptop uh, running Windows 10 for, oh, a good, another good five years. But you have to be aware that sometimes certain browsers won't be supported if you went out and bought mm-hmm. a new printer, uh, once the end of life came for Windows 10, you wouldn't be able to um, make that printer work. Or if you weren't able to make it work, then it's not like you could call Microsoft and say, hey, I can't get my brand-new printer to work. They would probably just tell you, well, you need to buy a new computer. But, I mean, there have been instances where I've run into people out in the field where they've got computers that are uh, 12, 15 years old and it's still working just fine. It's just certain things that they can't do with it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, there was a or up until this summer, he was running Windows uh he was running Windows well yeah, he was running Windows seven and we finally had to take him to ten. And he went k- kicking and screaming, but you know, fortunately the transition wasn't that hard. And all of his stuff moved over. So now he's probably had that computer a good um, I would say eight to ten years, so it's a good possibility it may last another five years. People okay. that were still running Windows XP, and um, you know they're, you know they're still trucking along. But I mean, the only thing they're doing is surfing the web and checking email. So you know, it all depends on what you do. Okay. Well, we're going to take oh, yeah, another quick be- break, and then we're going to get back on track because I know I've taken you way out and left field here. Uh, we are here with Burton Kelso of Integral. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. 
This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garris. You may know me as Timmy G. Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the Arkansas. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on K-Ham Radio. Are you chilling? Hey there, good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today for Tech Thursday, the third Thursday of the month here on G's Power Hour, and we are here with Burton Kelso of Integral. And if you have questions or comments or whatever, the number is 516-387-1944. So help us get back on track, Burton. Well, I thought we were on track because we were talking about overheated okay. smartphones stuff like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay. So one of the um one of the frightening things and I know you're probably going to go down a dark path again but uh <laughs> I before I say this I'm going to say that this hasn't happened yet but there've been studies Uh-oh. recently <laughs> that show that AI can listen in with the help of AI, AI if you get access to someone's smartphone uh you could use AI to listen in and figure out somebody's keystrokes, uh, which potentially could allow a cyber criminal with an AI tool to listen in to the passwords that you type into your device. Oh, joy and rapture. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Well, you know I what? I know, right? <laughs> I, whatever. That will help you avoid that. So the challenge See, is this is the thing though, it's like, okay, we've got bad technology out there or we have bad people using technology. So guess what? We've got more technology to sell you to you know, get around the the bad bad use of technology that someone else is doing. It just seems like a racket sometimes. Yeah, it kind of does. But at the same time, the challenge is is that with a lot of these instances, um, it's people knowing that, yes, we need to go in this direction with technology. But at the same time, you have to be aware that there's bad actors out there that could use it uh, to to their disadvantage. And the fact that you need to understand, too, that cyber criminals aren't just kids in the basement playing around and, and doing like hacking jokes that you have large criminal organizations that are using uh, technology to uh, trick people out of their, out of their livelihood. I mean, it's like the mm-hmm. automobile. If you, I mean, yeah, you could drive to it uh, to go to the shop, uh, the, the market to shop, 
But then also, too, you can use an automobile to help you rob a bank because you've got a piece of vehicle that you can hop into and hopefully speed off uh, before the cops show up. So, I mean, that's the mm-hmm. best analogy that I have to, to look at it. But, I mean, it's, again, people are so um, – people are so reluctant to do anything about cyber threats and you have to definitely put it out there to let it be known that here's how criminals are getting your, your information and here's the resources that they're using to get access to your information. Mm-hmm. So, okay. but the tips that I was going to share uh, as far as the whole, your smartphone could possibly listen in to you typing and figure out what password you're typing in are as follows. Because the other instance, too, would be not only could hackers use, um, it's not only hackers can use uh, AI to listen in through your smartphone if they got access to it. They could also utilize your smart home devices, and they can also get this, listen in on Zoom calls, um, you know, if your microphone's enabled and you have AI figure out what information you're typing in. So, I mean, it's pretty scary, but there's some pretty easy to a way to get around that. So number one would be to start using a password keeper, which I'm shocked how many people don't use a password keeper to store all their passwords. Because if you got a password keeper, you're not typing anything in. All you're doing is clicking around with your mouse and you're logging into your online account. So that way, if you got a password keeper, you're uh, – not having to remember all of your passwords, you can just have it in your password keeper and have it log in for you automatically. Pretty simple, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I worry about someone being able to get access to the password keeper and then they've got everything. Right. right. Well, I mean, well, here's what, what can give you peace of mind about that. So, you know, LastPass was hacked last year, correct? No, I did not. Yeah, the passwords, yeah, they were. But the no one that you were from... promoting so much at one point in time? <laughs> well, you notice I stopped, right? <laughs> okay, uh-huh. <laughs> no, I had no idea. Yeah, they got hacked twice last year, so it's like at the bottom of um, – the list. And the thing is, is when LastPass got hacked, it's not like they got access to all of these passwords. It's just they, they've got an idea of how LastPass works. And so if they wanted to try to get into it, then um, they could. But under most circumstances, that information is encrypted. So someone would have to know what your password was in order to get access to your LastPass information because it's encrypted. And so when information is encrypted, you're talking about it takes thousands of years for people to figure out what the encryption is for cloud-based stuff. So, for example, information in Dropbox is encrypted, and it's in the cloud. Information from iCloud Drive and uh, Google Drive and OneDrive, it's all encrypted. So you could get in and get that data, but the information that you're going to get is a bunch of gibberish because it's encrypted. So that's why so many cloud accounts are safe. It's not that someone could just hack LastPass or any one of the last uh, or password keepers and get that information. It's more along the lines mm-hmm. that 
you you as an individual need to keep your password safe and secure so that criminals can't figure out your password and get into your stuff. That's why you've never seen a shift. You know, if the cloud was so going and keeping stuff on their devices, but the reason why you don't see a shift in people saying, well, I'm not going to use the cloud, because all that information is encrypted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the other, going back to the password thing, you know, we've talked about the famous website, haveibeenpwned.com. You just want to make Mm -hmm. sure your information is not floating around out there, like username, like your username and your passwords, or old passwords that may have leaked, because if they're leaked, then obviously you want to go in and change those passwords so criminals can't get into your stuff. Okay. Yeah, cybercrime is all people. It's all it's all what individuals do or to keep their passwords safe. It's not, and it's not about criminals. It's about it's not about hackers anymore. I mean, some accounts, yes, people who are good scam artists that are tricking people out of their important information. <sighs> people have just too much time on their hands. No, okay. there you go with that mentality. That's not, no, these people are trying to make a living. It ain't like they're bored. They're like, this is our goal. We have a criminal enterprise, and uh, rather than getting into drugs or prostitution or any of the other bad stuff, they're like, here we're going to go with cyber because cyber uh, allows you to be a little bit of anonymous, and it's harder to uh, catch cyber criminals than you would your, your your crack dealer on the corner. So that's why a lot of people get into it as far as the crime's concerned. Yeah, these, yeah the board... The board people online are the ones that are doing the deep fake videos with Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden having uh, fake presidential debates or planting their favorite actor's face on a specific video. Like, for example, there's a Instagram personality out there that likes to slap Arnold on a lot of different actors and actresses. And so that's, those are the people that need probably need better habits. But criminals... No, they've chosen that lifestyle, and, you know, they're going to keep doing it until they get caught. So that's the unfortunate thing about it. Okay, so I I have not done this before, I, but since you were talking about it, I decided to go ahead and and put the, put my email in this Have I Been Pwned uh, site. Yeah. Um, and it says, oh, no, pwned in 18 data breaches. <laughs> you said that. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's what it says. Oh, no. That's pond. Pond in 18 data breaches and found, was it found no pasties? What's a pasty? Or paste? You know, I have no idea. The main thing is the data breaches, so you don't need to worry about the paste or anything like that. Okay. All right. So some of these, <laughs> some of these sites I recognize and some of them I don't. Um, and right. I, some of them are obviously things that I signed up for, things that that I've used. Um, they've got LinkedIn here in a couple of places, and and I know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know my stuff is on LinkedIn. Um, Evite is another one that I've used before, but then and, um, then there's a couple of places I've gone to. It, it, does it have to do? Let me ask you this: Does that have to do with them saying? Uh, we use cookies, and you have to allow cookies in order to use this particular site. Does that make you vulnerable? Not at all. Cookies, when websites use cookies, they're just trying to track 
uh, where you've been. So in most instances, it's just used to track to see if they can figure out what your likes and interests are and go from there. So, um, but the main thing what what I have have you been pwned exposes is the fact that um, your email and password may have been leaked or shouldn't say may have have been leaked in a large scale data breach, and mm-hmm. these most companies aren't going to notify their end users if they suffered a breach because it's a loss of confidence in that company. So have I been right. owned as kind of a watchdog saying, hey, be aware of what that your information could be on the dark web and hackers can uh, take advantage of it. So, so have you heard of a, something called, have you heard of something called trick spam botnet? Uh, is that one of the sites that was leaked in a data breach? Mm-hmm. Apparently yeah, in 2018. I, right. No, I have not. But the other thing that people aren't aware of in large-scale data breaches, uh, companies will sometimes subcontract out to another company who isn't as secure as, say, like an Amazon. Because I know Amazon sometimes will say, well, we'll keep some of it in-house and then we'll have some of this information stored with XYZ company. So if XYZ mm-hmm. company gets hacked, then, of course, Amazon has to report that, and um, and sometimes they don't. And, but, mm-hmm. uh, again, have phone to watchdog, so it's like be aware that your that password that you thought was creative is probably on the dark web, and criminals are going to try to use it to get into your online accounts. So it's a call to action to make sure that you, if you haven't changed your passwords for any of those accounts, um, that you go out and change your password. Okay. Um, so one of the things. That's, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. I was going to say that's it. It's uh, it's just basically, hey, be aware. Your password um, may be on the dark web, and you better change it, or you could be at risk of a of a data breach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. That. Because, well, I'll go over this later, but uh, we're going to take our final break. Um, We are here with Burton Kelso of Integral. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. This is Tech Thursday on G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garris, and I think I found a way to help you understand what is Chill Out Jazz. Tune in every Wednesday night at 10 on K-Ham Radio. Hey there, welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Tomorrow, it is Friday in the garden. 
with Robert Bowden. So make sure you join us, and if you have your gardening questions, you know, just make sure you get, you know, give us a call. Let Robert answer them. So in the meantime, we're here at Burton Kelso of Integral. And so uh, what else were you going to talk about? Because I have so just taken you off the topic today. I'm sorry. No, you haven't. I mean, there's so much going out there in the world that, uh, you know, anything is relevant right now. So this will end on a fun note. So are you aware that there are a lot of people that are starting to get on the AI revolution and meet um, basically AI programs that they are befriending and getting into relationships with? <laughs> well, I don't I, – I personally have not experienced this myself, but, I mean, they, <laughs> I know they are having, like, a lot of classes and workshops now about – um, how to use AI and, and you know, I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I know I need to I need to get on board. You know, and, you know, no, I you, eventually probably will, but I've got other things going on <laughs> right, right well, now. It's like there's AI everything now. So this yes. uh, revolution of having an AI companion, like a friend that you can talk to and listen to, uh, and confide in really started uh, been around for a while, but Snapchat started with the AI companion, and now there's sites like Replica uh, that allow you to create a chatbot and converse with. So it's almost like I don't know if you ever saw that movie. I think it was her with uh, Joaquin Phoenix where he. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. I know what you're talking about yeah. though. Yeah, I was going back yeah, to yeah. iRobot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. But there's sites like uh, Replica and Ty and Kuki, like K-U-K-I, not the way you normally um, spell it. There's SimSimi, and there's just all sorts of tools now that have popped up that have allowed people to have, like, relationships with these AI chatbots. Isn't Mm. that crazy? Yeah, that's. I, I yes, we. I think, we, uh, I, I think next time you come on, or sometime you come on, we need to talk about apps to improve mental health. <laughs> that's what we need to. <laughs> well, that's what that's, these that's are what supposed we, to do. To be honest with you, because I think that the uh, the challenge is is that. You know, we live in such a – we're a connected society, but we're so disconnected that now uh, companies companies aren't doing this for free. I mean, a lot of these services oh, no. are a fee, but they've recognized that um, you can um, chat with people because we're so disconnected. Like Replica is one of the – it's got, get this, 10 million users. Replica had, and it's probably one of the top AI uh, bot sites out there. But you can have conversations like via text message where you text the bot, and then, of course, it texts you back based on your response. And then also you can have um, voice conversations too. So then you can have like an AI voice conversation with this machine. I mean, that's just I mean, it really shows you the direction that we're going in with artificial intelligence. 
because clearly there are not enough people on the planet for anyone to talk to. I mean, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But um, the other thing I was going to mention with replica, which takes it to the next level, you know what an okay. Oculus is, right? You know that's what an the, Oculus is, right? The device that's like a big oversized mask that people put on their faces to do right stuff. And it was, okay. Yeah, it was kind of like what you needed to get into the metaverse, which was popular last year. But with this, with at least Replica, you could interact with an Oculus device with, with your AI buddy. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to quantify That's just, I've got too much stuff. But. You know, on the good side, let's just say, and let's take it from this aspect. Let's say you're an older adult, right? Your kids are gone, or maybe uh, they're away, and you need somebody that's a companion for day-to-day conversations. Uh, You can have Replica uh, help keep, you know, just help you going mentally as far as keeping your mind right with talking with someone because you can oh. put on the there. Best name <sighs> where you I'm sorry. Yeah. Y'all need Jesus. I'm serious. You know, I mean, I I would rather I'd rather do like a maybe a a group chat with a group support on Zoom. Right where you actually can see real people and talk to real people and share life experiences than something like that where, you know, I mean, I, I, I really don't not for, I don't think that's helpful for like an extended relationship. No, I'm not, I'm not for it at all. I, you know, Call me an old fuddy daddy. I don't care what you call me. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I knew you would get a kick out of that. Isn't that crazy? Oh. But that's where speaking of. It really has. You've got your own companion that you can sit and chit chat with and have your own role as Joaquin Phoenix, you know? So there you go. I guess I need to see that movie, but no, nah, like I said, I robot was enough for me, but you know you- yeah, I do remember. I do remember them advertising her. I'm like, that's okay. Never mind. Yeah, you know. I robot. Like everyone else is thinking that you know this is a rehash of Terminator, with all of this stuff that's going on with AI. You know, is it aware uh-huh. of all this? Um, it isn't. So yeah, just uh, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there to kind of let you know the direction that uh, AI, ChatGPT, and artificial intelligence is going. It's just going into strange and interesting places. And it's also interesting how companies are trying to make a penny off of that. So there you have it. Well, thank you so much, Burton. Really appreciated that. Anyway, you have a wonderful and blessed weekend. (laughs) We'll talk again soon next month, hopefully. Take care. And thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Please be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.